Hi, everybody. You're listening to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast brought to you by Joyce House. We are so happy that you're here. Caregiver Crossing is a podcast created just for you, the caregiver. I'm Tina McIntosh. I'm Terry Stacy, and we're here every week with experts that come to us from around the country, providing comfort and resources and joy to all of you, our caregivers. This podcast serves to really embrace family caregivers of today and also for the caregivers of tomorrow. So thanks for being here. We're going to jump right in. Tina, you do the introduction. Well, we have uh, with us somebody who's been with us over the years, Terry, when we had the radio show for Caregiver Crossing, but it's his first time on the podcast. That is Dustin Ziegler. He is the Vice President of Community Programs for Sokoa Aging and In-Home Solutions. And that's an organization, if you don't know, that empowers older adults. So those of any age who are living with some kind of a disability and caregivers by providing innovative answers, services, support, uh, the things they need to achieve the greatest possible independence, dignity, and quality of life. They're an incredible organization and service Sokoa provides. One of the many things that Dustin's is responsible for is the strategic adoption and implementation of the statewide Dementia Friends Indiana movement to make Indiana the most dementia-friendly state in the United States. So Dustin, thanks for being here for this morning. Tell us about Dementia Friends of Indiana, what you're doing and how it's going and also let us know where does Indiana rank and where we are headed. I know that's a lot of questions all at once, but let's take them one at a time. We'll start with about Dementia Friends Indiana. Cool. Thank you. My, my pleasure. And thanks for, for having me. I'm happy to talk about it. It's a very exciting time. So Dementia Friends Indiana is a movement uh, that came to Indiana about three years ago, August of 2017. And um, the purpose at the end of the day, <clears throat> Dementia Friends Indiana basically serves to provide the education, um, awareness that people need to reduce the, the knowledge gap that's associated with dementia, um, reduce the stigma, and then create more welcoming and conducive environments for those who are living with the condition in our Indiana communities. So in only three years, um, we have come further than my imagination ever would have uh, allowed me to, to, to envision. Um, at the end of the day, again, you know, it's basically just reducing the stigma and getting more people aware of it. Um, It is the biggest disease in our country, only getting larger. Um, It's more than just an older adult disease. It's an everybody disease. And so we want to create an environment where the average person understands dementia, knows what the caregiver is going through, knows what the person's going through, and just sees them as a person, not a person with dementia, but a person, just like they have always been. They're still the same person who loves their dog, who was an engineer, et cetera, et cetera. They just have a cognitive um, uh, impairment, and that's that's very prevalent. And so that's that's the aim, and we and we can do that in a number of different ways, creating that awareness and reducing that stig- that stigma. You become a dementia friend by attending educational sessions to learn about the movement, and it is a grassroots, community driven movement. And then you're you're just um, tasked to take action about it. So it's not just about learning about the condition, but now that you become a dementia friend, basically, what are you going to do about it? So actually, when you become a dementia friend, that's when it begins, not when it ends. And that what you can do about it is really, really get into the depths of what can be. And so, for example, with the Dementia Friends Indiana movement, it can be just as simple as reaching out to your local communities, businesses, organizations to get them involved, to get them to take actions that make their environments more dementia friendly, uh, whether it be a church or whatever. 
um, on, on a small scale, but on a very large scale, we are really moving the needle in ways that we have never seen before. So um, even from a statewide standpoint, Dementia Friends Indiana is leading to some initiatives that are making our state as a whole um, more conducive and welcoming and dementia friendly, whether that's with first responders, um, whether that's um, state government, um, you, you name it, it's moving the needle and we're getting, we're getting things done and making this what we think is now the most dementia friendly state just through the evidence of what we've achieved with it. You're hearing the voice of Dustin Ziegler, who is with Sequoia Aging and In-Home Services. Um, Dustin, there is a startling statistic that has come out about social isolation. I mean, COVID obviously has had us pay attention in different ways, but social isolation has the same impact as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Aging and physical health. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because, wow. Yeah, it's there, and there's actually been a number of different research studies that have come to the same conclusions. I, th- I believe that research first began uh, in Europe, and there's even been institutions here in the United States who have reached that too. So when we talk about isolation and withdrawal, uh, particularly for the older adult population, it's not just a feeling of sadness or loneliness. It's, this is actually having a physiological uh, human response that is detrimental to the extent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Um, and so it's crucial that our older adults be, uh, you know, have the access to our communities to remain socially engaged. Um, and we actually see how it affects their health outcomes in doing so. So um, crucially important components, um, not just people with dementia, but, but of, of, of all conditions, uh, just trying to reduce that isolation um, and withdrawal is, is huge in the health outcomes of everybody. And how do we do that? How do we, and caregivers, how do we reduce caregiver loneliness, especially right now during a pandemic? So there's, there's no real silver bullet. Um, I think there's a number of different avenues that we can take. You know, it was already an issue before COVID. Now it's, it's amplified. But I think there's some silver linings, too, when we talk about our, the capacity to use technology and to stay in touch uh, virtually. Um, and, and, you know, there's the adage that, you know, not all older adults know technology or have the, you know, resources. But we're kind of tired of that being the barrier, too. We, we want to stop talking about all the reasons why it can't be and start focusing on what we can do to make a difference. So uh, we are learning that people can learn technology quite, quite quickly and quite well, and they thrive on it. And when we talk about that, it's not just maybe um, being able to have a FaceTime with your loved one out in California. It can, through technology, older adults can attend church now and be part of their congregation. They can be a part of all these different kind of components that allows them to remain engaged and within their communities, uh, albeit not face-to-face and in person. But technology is just one component of it. Um, you know, I think, I think us just talking about it um, is, is a huge factor in getting people aware of just how the severity of this, of this issue with isolation and withdrawal, the impact it's having. But we also need to look at the fact that this is also an opportunistic time as well and an exciting time to make differences about it and, and to provide interventions. So um, it may be more and more challenging to have a face-to-face interaction with a loved one, but I think it also presents an opportunity to do some innovative new things that allow people to remain engaged in their communities and reduce that um, social, social isolation and burden. Tina? Well, Dustin, how do people get a hold of you? Is the easiest way through the website? 
Yeah, I would say Sokoa.org, C-I-C-O-A.org. It's it's an infinite amount of information about resources and happenings and and all the things that serve our mission to keep older adults, people of any age with a disability and their caregivers, in, independent in their community and in optimal health. And it's yeah. more now than ever with the aging population. For sure. And what I would encourage is that people don't wait. So, you know, get a hold of Sokoa and get to know someone there. You'll end up with a case manager. You'll be able to navigate all the services they have because I find often people wait too long. Um, and we really wish they would have made that contact with you six months or a year earlier. And Sokoa is, you know, here in greater Indianapolis, but if you're looking for your local area agency on aging, all you have to do is do a quick Google search with your, you know, county or your town and you'll be able to find that. But, uh, you know, AAAs are an incredible resource and we're just really lucky here in Indianapolis to have um, Sokoa and Dustin and, you know, all of the great team there. So again, the website's the best way, Sokoa.org. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's what you said, but I didn't want to give the wrong information. (laughs) Um, and Dustin, just any last piece of advice before we have to let you go for the day for caregivers? <laughs> um, speak up. I, you know, I, I think, again, that ca- the caregiver burden is is really an, a silent epidemic. Um, we're already seeing the numbers. And we're not just talking. When we talk about this, too, it's not just an older adults thing. There's a whole millennial front happening here where millennials are reporting significant stress, financial burden, emotional distress, from, from their caregiving responsibilities too. So it's one of those things that everybody's dealing with it. I don't know if everybody's talking about it or knows everybody else is dealing with it, but I think the sooner we do, um, the better we'll get at um, getting solutions that, that uh, are innovative and impactful and, and uh, optimize the health of this largest, most complex, most rapidly growing uh, patient population and older adults that we have. Yeah, speak up. Really good stuff. Dustin Ziegler, Sokoa Aging and In-Home Solutions, Sokoa.org. Thank you for being a guest this morning on Caregiver Crossing on behalf of Tina McIntosh. Have a great week ahead. Join us next week. We'll have more guests for you and help you through this journey of being a caregiver. Have a safe week, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.